Welcome to the Mama Embodied Podcast with yours truly, Shayna Ray. I'm a somatic attachment coach and therapist that is absolutely dedicated to supporting your soul's evolution as you prepare and step into the prenatal, pregnancy, and postpartum journey. Mama Embodied is a must-listen for mothers and mothers-to-be who are seeking support, community, and all of the tips and tricks to heal yourself so that you can raise secure, resilient kids that can thrive in this unpredictable world. This show is here to help you understand the power and impact of repairing your attachment system and how healing yourself on all levels, mind, body, and soul, not only changes your life, but also shapes your future generation's lives to come. Through honest conversations around conscious parenting, effective attunement and communication, mental health, and physical well-being, we're going to explore the importance of embodying what you want your kids to learn so that you could be the one in the family line that stops the family-inherited trauma and creates a safe and loving foundation that your family can lean on. So join me and guest experts in the field as we embrace our stories, share our wisdom, and help you create a life full of well-being, joy, love, and connection with you and your loved ones. So mamas, let's get started. What is up, mama? I am so happy to have you in the space with me. It just feels fucking right. And you know, the reason why I love the word mama is because it doesn't necessarily need to be tied to only women that are pregnant or only women that already have kids. I think mama can also be used to simply connect to our feminine essence as women. Like, hey, mama, there's a certain frequency to that, right? Because no matter where you're at in the journey, we all have these beautiful wombs and this consciousness that can be tapped into at any time, whether we're just aspiring to be mothers one day in the process of pregnancy to become a mother or already a mother. So today we're going to deep dive into the topic of conscious parenting and what I truly believe is the missing link after working with so many different women with so many different systems at so many different stages of the journey through my private practice. So we're going to chat about everything that the Mama Embodied brand stands for and the crucial element that I've noticed is greatly missing in the conscious parenting space that will make it so much easier to move through motherhood and also make it easier to raise secure, resilient kids that will be able to excel in the world as they grow up. I mean, who the fuck wouldn't want that, right? So if you're unfamiliar with the term conscious parenting, I wanted to first kick off this episode by explaining the general framework and the intention behind it. So conscious parenting is all about learning how to be mindful around how you act towards your kid and seeing it as a respectful relationship versus an authoritarian one. So Essentially, the old paradigm of parenting that I'd argue that the majority of our parents were taught to believe was the right way of parenting was all about putting the focus on changing the child's bad behavior through discipline. So, for example, timeouts, yelling at them, giving them the silent treatment, telling them that they should have known better by now. So, in other words, those sneaky little hidden shameful comments our parents didn't even realize were putting shame on us. 
But this authoritarian parenting style was all built around the idea that we need to morph the child into who the parent wanted them to be and what looked good to the public eye instead of taking the time to genuinely connect with their child and letting them be who they authentically are, which is why attachment trauma typically happens through this type of parenting style, because it doesn't allow the child to feel loved, accepted, or connected in their hardest emotional moments, which is so freaking critical for a developing nervous system. You see, the truth is I look at kids, you guys, and I'm like, goals, freaking goals. I personally have such mad respect for babies and kids and their beautiful, intuitive nature. Because since babies and kids don't have their left brain fully online yet, they're incredibly in touch with the sensations and emotions that arise in their body. And they act on those physical impulses immediately which is really beautiful. And us adults really need to be taking some notes here because haven't you noticed that a kid can have a full-blown meltdown and then quickly move on to something else? Like they can be like, ah, look at that, right? That's what us adults need to learn. You know, we need to learn how to feel safe to drop into the direct experience of our bodies, feel the emotion or sensation that's arising all the way through, and then move the fuck on. <laughs> but since most people weren't taught this skill set as a kid, here's what most adults do when they feel a negative emotion or sensation arise in their body. Instead of dropping into the body and just fucking feeling it so you can move on, they're going to go straight up into their minds, looping in a fake story for why it's there. And then they'll just stew on the story in their head for days, weeks, and unfortunately for a lot of people, years. And the reason why most adults do this is because they weren't taught this emotional processing skill set in their childhood through co-regulation with their caretaker. You see, the old paradigm of parenting really believes that anger, sadness, tantrums, meltdowns are bad or naughty behavior. When really, these emotions and reactions are just a part of our human makeup, and they're just clear cues to let you know that your kid's nervous system feels dysregulated, like it's not personal at all. And since a child can't self-regulate, they need you as the adult, the caretaker, to be there for them and to feel it with them and calmly be with them through the whole process so that the energy can finally be released from their body and they can come back to feeling regulated again. But the authoritarian type of parenting style sees this as unacceptable behavior that needs to be punished and changed immediately. So when this happens, over time, the child starts to learn that they need to suppress how they're authentically feeling in order to get connection. And I want to highlight that connection is the same as attachment, okay, which is a need to belong. And belonging, attachment, connection, that's our number one psychological need as a species. And this is wild, you guys. Research shows that if we had to pick between attaching to someone or food to live in this world, we're going to pick attachment every single time. That's how fucking important it is to our nervous systems and survival. 
Plus, think about it. Two people are better than one to get basic needs met like food, water, building shelter, or regulating a nervous system, right? So babies and kids have a biological knowing that when they come into the world that they're these helpless little creatures that need you to get them to the next developmental stage of life. It's an innate knowing they have. So if you as the parent do not accept certain emotions that the kid is expressing or experiencing, the kid's going to start to unconsciously start to create genius survival strategies and develop a personality pattern that isn't authentically them, but it's going to at least help them minimize the pain of disappointing you as the caretaker. Like to a child, it becomes way more important to get connection in some way than not at all. Because being connected is what allows our parents to feed us, take care of us, change our diaper, play with us. So if our parents are using this old paradigm of parenting, the kid behaves as the good girl or the good boy over time for pure survival. And to avoid more traumatizing experiences, like being yelled at from their caretaker with like a certain way that they're acting, right? So it's like being yelled at when we feel a certain way that's unacceptable to the parent. Like that's very traumatizing for a little one because think about it. A little one comes into the world and sees you as the caretaker, like you're freaking God. So when you're yelling at them, when they're authentically expressing, that's trauma. That is attachment trauma, It's what we call a developmental disappointment. So this lack of acceptance of negative, vulnerable emotions in our kids is actually the biggest reason why mental health disorders are even on the rise. It's because of this kind of authoritarian parenting style that teaches kids that it really is not acceptable to be anything but happy, which is why when we feel negative emotions as adults, We typically suppress or avoid them altogether and just stay up in our heads trying to rationalize it all, which doesn't provide any lasting relief, right? This is also why postpartum anxiety and depression numbers are on the rise as well. It's through this type of parenting that we had experienced in our own childhood that creates this attachment trauma in our nervous systems. So the woman that's having a hard time dealing with a crying baby has attachment trauma and they're overwhelmed by their child's emotional experiences because it's subconsciously reminding them of the times when they were a child and it wasn't acceptable to have those emotions like it was bad right it was naughty to express that way so that is why it triggers the mom to see the child in that emotional experience and why the mom also judges herself for having that kind of emotional experience We essentially were all taught that through this old paradigm of parenting, that having vulnerable emotions weren't acceptable to have, express, or feel because we would never get loving connection that way. We had to morph ourselves into a certain way of being in order to get loving connection. So when we become trained to suppress how we authentically feel, that's where mental health issues arise. And we have a really hard time self-regulating our nervous systems. You see, when a negative sensation or emotion arises in the body, the only way to get back into regulation is to feel it. Yet, what were we all taught to do? Ignore it, stay busy, act like everything is fine when it isn't, 
look on the bright side, think about why you feel the way you feel, talk about why you feel the way that you feel, which are all tactics that are avoiding feeling the goddamn feeling, right? So the new paradigm of parenting, which is conscious parenting, it's all about putting the focus on healing your inner child so that you can heal the triggers and nervous system dysregulation you feel towards your child's behavior. So to quickly recap here, the old paradigm of parenting is pointing the finger at the child and finding ways to change their behavior through discipline. And the new paradigm of parenting is pointing the finger at ourselves as the caretakers. And I want to highlight, not in a shameful way, like we're bad, but to realize that when we can take self-responsibility as adults to finally learn how to process our emotions, heal our triggers, and connect back with our inner child, it actually changes the entire relationship dynamic you have with your kid. And they ironically start behaving differently all on their own because you now have the capability and capacity to teach them how to regulate their nervous systems via co-regulation when they're feeling overwhelming emotional experiences. And when a kid feels seen, heard, loved, and connected in their hardest of moments, they're going to respect you right? And if they respect you, they're going to listen to you more without a doubt. So I really encourage you to open up your awareness to the fact that although you birth a baby into the world, which it's a huge feat, by the way, not undermining that. But the truth is your baby doesn't owe you shit. I know, I know, I know, I know it's a hard pill to swallow. I get it. But your relationship with your child it's a little different than other relationship dynamics you have in life because your kid, no matter how old they are, are not here to meet your needs. They're here to learn from you. And your job is to be a role model by respecting them and guiding them through the inevitable ups and downs that life has to offer so that when they grow up and become independent, they'll have all the skill sets to thrive because of how you co-regulated with them through their childhood. You see, if we want to have any influence on our kids and not have them be these like rebellious teenagers that don't ever want to be around us, we need to respect them. And we respect them by accepting our kids for who they are and letting them express how they authentically feel and learn how to unconditionally, sorry, I got a little tickle in my throat, and learn how to unconditionally love them through the whole arc of their emotional experiences. Like that is what creates secure attachment. That's what helps our kids develop a strong nervous system. And that's what allows them to feel worthy and driven to go after their desires as adults and not feel stuck looping in their heads, doubting themselves or spiraling with mental health issues. So now that you understand the difference between the old ways of parenting and the new ways, I want to tell you what's greatly missing in the conscious parenting space. So, you know, over the past few years, the importance of reparenting yourself to heal your triggers and deepen the connection you have with yourself and your kids, which is great. Like, so true. They're absolutely spot on with this. But the one thing that's off is that if you want reparenting work to be effective, 
it cannot solely be done on your own. It's biologically impossible. I think we're in this new day and age where self-healing work is finally becoming more mainstream, which is incredible. I mean, I practically built my entire first course around being a self-healer. But something I've learned in my healing journey is if we only focus on self-healing work, we're just operating from another trauma response. I'm going to repeat that again. If we only focus on self-healing work, we are just operating from another trauma response. So think about it. If you have resistance reaching out and getting support in your hard times, there's actually a paradox happening in your nervous system, okay? Because like we talked about earlier in this episode, your biology has an innate knowing that it needs to attach and belong in order to survive. Remember, that's your number one psychological need. So if we don't want to reach out and be met by someone during a difficult time in our life, there's actually a trauma response blocking that inner knowing. Meaning when you tried to reach out to someone when you were emotionally overwhelmed, you probably repeatedly had an experience where you weren't received well, whether a caretaker yelled at you or walked away from you when you were a child. But the truth is we're not meant to go through life alone. And Neurobiology research states that it takes two brains to regulate one, not one brain to regulate one, two. And my mentor who specializes in attachment trauma and will be on the show in a few short weeks, which is really exciting, his name's Peter Cummings, he'd also argue that crying by yourself for more than a few minutes is essentially re-traumatizing yourself. Like that's how important it is for us to have someone by our side when we feel those more difficult emotions. So if you're a mama that's been trying to conscious parent and you feel like you keep running into a wall or it just seems really hard to stay calm when your kids are bouncing off the walls with their emotions, this is why. Like if you get triggered by your kids' emotional experiences, it's just a clear sign that you have unhealed attachment trauma from your childhood. Now, If you're one of my peeps that's in denial about having attachment trauma because you're so convinced you had a happy childhood, I actually get it. (laughs) You know, like, to be honest, I've been there too. And I want to remind you that attachment trauma is just a developmental disappointment. So Peter Cummings, the specialist in attachment trauma, explains attachment trauma like a paper cut. It's tiny, but it stings like hell. And when we have little developmental disappointments over and over and over and over again in our childhood, because our parents were too dysregulated to feel our emotions with us, having thousands of paper cuts would fucking hurt and of course impact our nervous systems, okay? So we're not trying to villainize our parents or deny that a lot of your childhood was great if you felt like you had a great childhood. But what you have to understand is that since we have mirror neurons, our kids will reflect and trigger the unhealed childhood attachment trauma that still lives inside of us. So if you have a hard time not getting triggered by your kids or even just have a hard time regulating your nervous system when it feels overwhelmed, it's because you missed out on consistent co-regulation with a caretaker when you were a child. And since the old paradigm of parenting is quite literally what creates this attachment trauma, that's all that I'm pointing to. You know, attachment trauma happened to you as a child 
because your caretaker felt dysregulated and triggered by your emotional experiences. And that's what's repeating in your adulthood with your child. This is why family inherited trauma is a thing. And we're going to keep looping in this cycle until someone in the family line slows the fuck down and (laughs) finally starts to take the time to repair these missed experiences in their nervous system. So a new outcome in the family dynamic can naturally occur. So I want you to understand this. If the triggers you have with your kids are due to a lack of connection and co-regulation that you had in your own childhood, then the only way that you can repair your nervous system is through being in connection with someone and receiving co-regulation yourself as an adult today so that you can finally feel those experiences all the way through and let it go. So I want to highlight that I'm not saying that self-healing work is bad. I'm just saying that you're only working with one third of the whole when you do that. So getting 33% better is better than nothing, totally. But you're not going to have the biggest shift and reduce your triggers faster when you only focus on self-healing reparenting work that everyone is talking about on Instagram. Also, I'd argue that since we needed our parents to co-regulate with us when we were younger, so we learned how to self-regulate when we got older, and most of us didn't get that experience, we all have shitty fucking self-regulation skills. So although self-healing, self-regulation tools are great, they also won't even be remotely as effective until you receive more co-regulation yourself. Now, the good news is that we're starting to hear the word co-regulation pop up more, right? But what I've noticed is that no one is teaching the nuances of it and how to actually do it effectively, which is what Mama Embodied is here to teach you. You know, the only thing I've come across so far about co-regulation are videos of two people putting their hands on each other's hearts, which, by the way, can actually be very dysregulating for certain nervous systems, depending on their attachment trauma and personality pattern. So I actually don't even agree with starting with that because it could be way too intense and way too uncomfortable. So in summary, adults taking the time to receive co-regulation themselves is the missing link that makes conscious parenting so much easier to do. Think about it. How the hell can we co-regulate effectively with our child if we don't even know what it feels like to receive it? How can we emotionally attune to our kid and start tracking what they need if we've never been emotionally attuned to? This is why embodiment is everything. When you start to receive co-regulation, you start healing your attachment trauma. And when you heal your attachment trauma, you're able to minimize the reactions of your triggers. And when your triggers aren't at the forefront, you become more present with your kid. And you get easier access to the intuitive gifts you already have. And you become a natural transmission of co-regulation with your kid without any efforting on your part. It gets to be easier. Like, so in other words, when you receive co-regulation yourself, it becomes so much easier to give it. When you receive it, you start to understand the nuances of it. When you have someone lovingly and empathetically holding you through your emotional experiences, 
it becomes easier to lovingly and empathetically hold your kids in that because you've been there and now you can show your kids the way. You see, healing your attachment trauma by receiving co-regulation allows you to have a deeper connection with yourself. And when you have a deeper connection with yourself, you start to understand how your body and nervous system works. And when you're not so scared or fearful of the emotions and sensations that naturally arise in your body, it allows you to have more clarity, love, compassion, acceptance, and understanding of what your child needs from you in order for them to develop in a beautiful way. Because you now know how to move through those high emotional experiences with another being by your side as well. So if you haven't heard the podcast with Felicia, which is episode number two, I highly recommend you check it out because we do a deep dive into the power of co-regulation and we also give you some tips as you get started. But to wrap this episode up and put it in a little tiny bow, what I want to express to you here is that although reparenting work is one of the most important aspects of conscious parenting, what we're missing here in this space is using all three streams of healing and awakening, which is self-to-self work, so that's self-healing work, self-to-other, and self-to-community. And this is why all of the offerings I now have provide this co-regulation piece through different containers. So moms or aspiring moms-to-be can finally feel like they're making forward movements in this new wave of parenting. Because remember, embodiment is everything when it comes to raising our children. Because as they say, monkey see, monkey do. Kids learn through what we're modeling in our everyday life. So... If you'd like to start receiving co-regulation so it's easier to provide that to your loved ones, I would be so honored to support you here. So if you'd like to start developing the skill set in a more private container, the offering I have is my one-on-one mentorship program. So you can receive full one-hour attachment repair co-regulation sessions with me each and every week. So it allows you to finally have the space and time to heal your inner child, repair what was missed in your childhood, understand your nervous system on a deeper level, understand your personality patterns and survival strategies, and not only repair the distortions of those patterns, but access more of the beautiful natural gifts you have. And like I've been beating like a dead horse here, receive co-regulation, baby. So... To apply and book your free discovery call with me so I can learn more about you and you can learn more about me, you can book that in the link in the show notes below. And if you're ready to open yourself up to a community of like-minded women that are on the same mission and the same path as you, you can join the Soul Collective, which is my online community where we meet each and every week to deep dive into these skill sets of self-regulation and co-regulation. So once again, the link for that will be in the show notes below. And I highly recommend checking out episode two because the Soul Collective is a container I co-facilitate with Felicia, who you'll hear on that podcast interview. And we really deep dive even more into the topic of co-regulation and why community is so important to have as you go through this motherhood journey. So If you have any questions, just know I'm always in your corner. And that is the end of this 
first solo jam episode of this podcast. So I hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure to subscribe. If there was some part of this podcast you really enjoyed, please share it with your loved ones. And I'll see you in the next episode, mamas. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you know someone who would benefit from hearing this message, please share it with them. And if you're loving these conversations, make sure to subscribe and leave me a review on what you love about the show so I can keep the good vibes coming your way. And speaking of reviews, I also have something really, really special that I want to gift to you. Over the past couple of years, I've created a prenatal, pregnancy, and postnatal wellness guide that I continue to update and evolve. And trust me, you're going to want to have this resource by your side. It covers everything from my supplement recommendations to grocery lists for every phase of the journey to detox protocols to prep for pregnancy to mental health support to discount codes to non-toxic living tips to spiritual rituals to connect to your baby and so much more. So basically, it's the motherfucking shit and it's a Google Doc. So rest assured, every time you click into it, it's the most up-to-date version. So if you want a copy of your own, it's super, super simple. Just leave a review for the Mama Embodied podcast, screenshot the review, and email it to Shayna at ShaynaRayTherapy.com. So that's Shayna, S-H-A-I-N-A at ShaynaRayTherapy, S-H-A-I-N-A-R-A-E-T-H-E-R-A-P-Y.com, and I'll send you that free copy. Now, in case no one told you today, I want you to know that you're doing a fucking incredible job and the world is so much better with you in it. So thank you for being here and I can't wait to see you in the next episode.